0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In just a little while. How many times in life we are told that something will happen in just a little while? During my seminary years at the International Seminary of the Institute, with men from all around the world, I often noticed that in just a little while, meant one thing for precise Germans, and for the laid-back Italians and French, it meant something quite different. Today Jesus tells his apostles that in just a little while, they will no longer see him. And then again, in a little while, they will see him once more. How to interpret these mysterious words During this Easter season. In one way, we can understand these words to mean that this short time of 40 days when the risen Christ is speaking and walking and eating with his apostles, this short time is soon coming to an end. In a little while, Jesus will leave them and go up to the Father on Ascension Thursday. However, After a short time of separation, after a little while, the Apostles will see Jesus again in heaven, years later, after their death, and the eternal joy of seeing him shall nevermore be taken away, but they will be with him in heaven for all eternity. So dear friends, today's liturgy reminds us that on this earth, our whole life is indeed just a little while. Life passes by so quickly. And even in its best moments, this life is truly so fragile and so fleeting. And the current health crisis only serves to emphasize this fact. Even with all the modern science and technology in this world, we were never. Never be in perfect control of our lives. And beware of people who think that that is somehow possible. We will never be fully in control. There is no escaping the grief and tears of life. And the fact is that death is coming for us all. Death is coming sooner than we realize. And that's why in today's epistle, St. Peter invites us to live as strangers and pilgrims in this world. Because here is not our home. We have been made citizens of heaven by the precious blood of Jesus. We do not really belong in this world, no. We are just passing through. We should therefore resist the temptation to live This world as some kind of utopia. We should not live like so many around us who do not know God, Scripture says. There are many people who are deliberately indifferent to their religious obligations, many who scoff at faith, preferring their own will to the will of God. And these ungodly people they often appear happy and carefree in this world, while the followers of Christ endure trial, frustration, and even persecution in this world. But Jesus tells us today that these sorrows are necessary. Even these sorrows are valuable. Just as he himself had to suffer and die in order to rise again, and the new life of his resurrection. So also must we Catholics, we must suffer and die in this world, like Jesus, so that we can have new and eternal life in the next. How can we possibly expect to obtain heaven at any less of a price? Jesus compares these earthly sorrows to the birth pains of a mother, a mother who has to suffer in order to bring new life into this world. But after her days and hours of sorrowful suffering, her child brings her many years, years of joyful happiness. Today, we can see this mother as a figure of Holy Mother Church. The Church celebrates the anniversary day of the saint's death the feast day of that saint the the church is celebrating the anniversary day of the saint's death by calling it their heavenly birthday the Dia Natalis or the Natalisium that day of death on earth becomes the day when the saint is born again to the eternal life of heaven so it is for each one of us All that we endure now is only a preparation. This life is only a little while of gestation, until the day of our death, when, after the trials and tribulations of this earth, we will begin to live that true and lasting life with God in heaven. And so, dear friends, on earth, we have only a short time to achieve the eternal purpose of our existence. We have just a little while to work for an eternal reward. And on this Sunday, when Jesus refers to the birth of children, we are reminded that parents have great responsibility before God. And not only parents, but also every one of us uncles and aunts, godparents, teachers. We adults all have a share in the responsibility to edify the little souls which God has, in one way or another, entrusted to our care. And one day before God, we will go in judgment. and He will ask us, what did we do with those little souls that He entrusted to us? So, God gave to parents not only the joy of bringing children into this world, but also the obligation to nurture these young lives so that these children can bring more joy to the parents throughout many years. But that means, first of all, that the parents have a duty to nurture the souls of children. Nurture the soul first and foremost. And this spiritual obligation is even more important than the duty of providing food and care for their bodies. Just as you teach children to brush their teeth and to the ABCs and to have polite manners, so also children must learn the sign of the cross from a very early age. They must learn morning prayer, evening prayer, as soon as they can say mommy and daddy. Spiritual care for their souls is even more important than the care you give for their bodies. Parents must educate these children in the Catholic faith. They must instill within these children a solid formation of good morals and manners. Because in just a little while, these children will be up, grown, and gone. In just a little while, these grown-up children will themselves have children, and they themselves will pass on into eternity. What is the most fundamental way for parents to to train their children? Number one, the parents themselves must live the ways of God. And there is more here than simply giving a good example. Remember that we live in the atmosphere of divine grace. And the greatest reason for our sadness and discouragement is because we forget how we live in an atmosphere of divine grace. In God's ordinary providence, He is using us as instruments of grace. Those persons who are in possession of His grace. When we are in a state of grace, God uses us through words, actions, and prayers to bring grace to people around us. That's the mystery of the communion of saints. So parents who try to be holy, those parents are channels of holiness for their children. And the more you try to be holy, the more graces you obtain for your children. The graces received by parents they pass on to the children and the grandchildren, to the godchildren, etc. So have great confidence in the power of grace to influence and to edify the souls of your children over time. And don't lament the fact that you're not perfect saints. You never will be, but try and try, and the more you try, the more God, again, will use you as an instrument to bring grace to the little ones around you. So don't be discouraged, but keep on trying. Parents must train the children to understand their faith. It's one thing to believe, but it's something else to truly grasp and comprehend what we believe. And that is the work of a lifetime. In today's academically sophisticated world, there is no choice. You either either understand your faith, or you will lose it. It's not enough for parents to have their children know their prayers and memorize certain articles of faith. It's very good, but it's not enough. Children, they grow in size and weight, and they grow in intelligence. They will be asking more and more questions in time. And you, you, dear parents, you must be feeding them, nurturing them in their minds, in the faith, helping them to grow in spirit as they grow in inches, in feet, and in weights. You take them to the doctor, you take them to the dentist, and you would not be good parents if you didn't do that. Well, then you must also bring them to church you must bring them spiritually before the image of our Lord and His Blessed Mother in your homes so that their minds and their souls grow and develop as their bodies grow and develop. And you must be ready to answer their questions. You must be ready to explain the meaning of what the children are taught to believe. Their their eternity depends upon their understanding of the faith that you give to them. So be ready to explain your faith in your own words. I know that could be a daunting task, but to explain the faith, read a little, be consistent, read a little, and pray a lot. And then you will see that God will give you parents the words of wisdom you need. Read a little, read daily, and pray a lot. And that knowledge will be given to you those words alone aren't enough. Your actions must agree with those words. Undisciplined parents will have undisciplined children. So from the youngest age, correct the children with love and firmness. Guide them with an earnest but gentle hand. Give discipline as well as encouragement. Be quick to correct, yes, but also be quick to congratulate and to compliment the children on a job well done. Punish now when necessary, yes, but in order to reward them later when they do a good job. Parents and teachers, godparents, aunts and uncles, all of you adults out there, the children you have now before your very eyes, they will in just a little while. They will soon be grown up in God. So now is the time to educate them well. Now is the time to give them a good example. Now is the time to pray and to sacrifice for them, to receive the graces they need to grow. Parents, you have only just a little while, so don't wait until it's too late. And for those of you parents whose children are already adults, your parental mission continues. Even as your children might live many miles away, your parental mission continues for their souls. Offer prayer after prayer for them. Consecrate your sufferings for the spiritual good of your adult children. And don't don't underestimate the power of your sacrifices now for your children, even though they may be far away and their hearts might have gone astray. Keep up positive communication with those adult children. Look for opportunities to remind them that you're thinking of them, to remind them of the good lessons you once taught them in their youth. And pray for the wisdom, pray for the tact and the gentleness you need to offer these adult children the advice you should have given them long ago. It's never too late. May your prayers and your fidelity and your charity now make up for the lost time of the past. It's never too late, so be more earnest now in practicing your faith and being a channel of grace for those adult children. And don't underestimate the miracles that our Heavenly Mother, Mary Immaculate, can do for those who have gone astray. And so dear friends, life is so short. We have not a moment to waste. No more excuses, no more procrastinating. But now, during this Easter season, now is the time to take our salvation seriously. Now even in this time of isolation, now is the time for prayer, sacrifice, and virtue. Now is the time to work for heaven, as you have never worked before. Now, and not tomorrow, because tomorrow it will be too late. When we feel tired and discouraged, let us recall the consoling words of Jesus today when He tells us, now indeed, you have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. Yes, dear friends, remember that in just a little while, you shall be in heaven, and all the fatigues and worries, all the aches and pains of family life will be no more. One day you will look back on this moment, and you will have wished that you had had done more. One day from heaven, you will look back on this moment and you will realize how valuable every sacrifice, every prayer, how valuable it is in the eyes of God and how valuable these moments are now in order to win for you a blessed eternity in heaven. One day you will look back and regret that you had not done more. So, Let us be grateful today that God has given us families so that after death, our families can be reunited in heaven. The family ties we have here on earth are meant to go on for all eternity in heaven. So, now it's up to us. Let us not allow any families, let us not allow our families to do anything which would endanger our eternal happiness together. But let us do everything we can to help each other make it safe and sound to that blessed reunion in our eternal home of heaven. Now it's up to us. Think of heaven. Get to work. The clock is ticking. Time is short. We have only just a little while.